Thanks for listening to Food Culture, a podcast about Houston's immensely diverse culture and the incredible food inspired by it. I'm your host, Claudio Sorio. I was born into the restaurant industry thanks to my dad, who has been a chef for almost 30 years. His expertise is Italian and Mediterranean cuisine, and he's a master chef who has been voted one of the top 10 chefs in Houston several years in a row. Food plays an enormous role in our everyday lives, and I was raised to appreciate the inspiration behind every dish and to support the many restaurants within our community. I hope you'll join me for each episode as I invite friends out to eat at different restaurants and discuss the experience, restaurant concept, and most importantly, the food. Welcome to Food Culture. Hey everyone, welcome to the very first episode of Food Culture. My guest this week is Hudson Rains. Hi, Hudson. Hey, everybody. Hi, Claudia. Hi. So the premise of this show is I invite a friend out to dinner. We have ourselves a little date. We have us a good time. We have a couple of drinks. We have three courses. It was wonderful. It was a wonderful three-course meal. It was really great. Would you like to talk about which restaurant you chose and why you took me there? Yeah, sure. So Claudia reached out and asked uh, for me to pick a couple of spots. And I'm a super indecisive person. Yeah, I am um, too. So I couldn't choose and I got it down to three places at, initially. Um, and Kitchen 713 was one of those three spots. And I ended up going there for Father's Day brunch with my dad and my fiance. And I messaged Claudia right afterwards. And I was like, okay, I know I told you about Kitchen 713 was on my list. I just went. It was amazing. And then Claudia made that choice. Like, okay, that's where we're going. Yeah, well, I looked at the menu. You sent me the options. You sent me three restaurants. And I was looking at the menu. And I am equally indecisive. I cannot pick a place to save my life. And I was looking at that menu specifically. That was my number one spot. And then you messaged me that. And I was like, oh, no brainer. It was so good. Just, I think in that brunch, the diversity of what I saw in the food was really interesting. um, Because my dad had tres leches pancakes. My fiance had gumbo. And I had a fried duck breakfast sandwich. Which, why are those three things sold at the same restaurant at the same time? I don't know, but it worked. It was delicious. Everything was tasty. It's definitely an eclectic menu. Very. Yeah, very eclectic. Yeah. And it's, what did you, it was, it's a globally inspired. That's what menu. our server, both servers, the two times I've been there said it, that their menu is a globally inspired soul food. Soul food. Oh, and so it certainly was. It filled food. my soul. It, it made my soul feel very warm and fuzzy. And my tummy. Very much so. And we actually went on a Tuesday night. So we went for dinner. Uh, Hudson first tried it for brunch. Mm-hmm. And you said you hadn't tried dinner yet. No, I had not. Yeah. That was my first time. That was first dinner. And uh, I walked in immediately. It was pretty slow that Tuesday night. Um, so we got really fast service, yep. which I really appreciate, mm-hmm. of course. I, I think we should talk a little bit more about the location as well. Because it's right off of Washington. Right. Yeah, it's right on Washington in the Washington corridor of the Heights, really near like Shepherd and Durham, those those two main roads. When you're driving past it, the first couple times that I drove past, because I live super nearby, it's like maybe half a mile from me. I didn't think anything of it. It's super unassuming from the outside. It just basically has the words Kitchen 713 and kind of a plain font out on like the building. And that's it. Right. 
Like if you're not looking for it or if you just see it, it's not going to hit your radar as a place you really want to try. Yeah. Um, until you look at the menu. Until you look at the until menu. Until you look at the yeah, menu. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yep, we're going to go. We're yeah. Go well, that. just based off of the name, I was like, oh, Kitchen 713. Obviously, it's very Houston inspired. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was going to be more of a cafe, honestly. But like we were talking about earlier, the, the menu was was pretty eclectic and very exotic, too. Because yeah. I was I was looking at my my main entree, which they didn't end up having, and which we'll talk about later. That was that goat stew, right? It was the goat stew, yes. But let's go ahead and, and start with what we had okay. first. Yeah. So for the starters, do you want to do you want to start us off I'll, with the starters? I'll start us with I'll the starters. starters. <laughs> I'm going to do that. That was lovely. We uh, we ended up going with the shrimp remoulade, and I don't know what that word means. Remoulade. <laughs> Um, I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but I sound and I feel very fancy when I say it that way. So I'm going to continue you sound in that manner. Very culinary. Thank I you. think I think I'm going to. I don't know if I brought it up that night, but I was thinking about you and what I want to call my friends who I invite to these restaurants. Okay. How about culinary companion? Culinary companion. companion. I was your culinary, culinary companion. companion for I the love evening. That. Yeah. I love that. Very Doctor Who and your <laughs> companion. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had the shrimp remoulade, which yeah. was just a boiled shrimp on top of a fried green tomato with some extra delicious spicy stuff. And it was really good. The presentation was beautiful, too, because it was a drizzle. It, it's almost like a cream-based sauce mm. on top of the shrimp. And I, <laughs> I mistook the green tomato for a pickle. You did. You're like, this is a really <laughs> a good, good pickle. pickle. And I usually no. don't like pickles. Claudia. And then you were like, no, it's a tomato. And, and then I kept going with it. I was like, because I usually don't like pickles. <laughs> this one in particular is a very good pickle. And then again, you were like, well, it's, it's not, not. It's, it's not, not a pickle. There's a reason you like it. Because it's, it's not, not a pickle. pickle. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. It was, it was just the right amount of spice and heat to like start off the meal because both you and I both got a, a spicy entree yes we did so I think that that was a really great start to just like lead us into yeah, the spice and we were gonna it have it definitely introduced our palates to what we were about to mm-hmm. have which was exquisite mm-hmm. exquisite lamb and that was our our entree which was so oh good. we should probably talk a little bit about our cocktails too margaritas yeah margaritas tequila tequila tuesday Tuesday. (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it was two dollars off all tequila drinks no matter what they were right and as well as uh five dollar margaritas which were delicious they were and i will admit very good i was a little hesitant and nervous about getting the the special margarita because typically whenever i've gotten the like cheap margarita they're having on sale it's been all whatever that like what is it, sweet and sour mix or yeah yeah all of that it's all sugar and then it's just like a, a drop of tequila and that's it this place kitchen 713 that was not the case right this was a solid margarita yeah so i was a little i was a little hesitant at first because i did see the table next to us order the margaritas too because with the this our server told us it was tequila tuesday Mm -hmm. and immediately i was like oh hell yeah i'm gonna get a margarita but then i was like no i should probably look at the cocktail list but then i saw what the margaritas look like and it was on the rocks Mm -hmm. so now usually i i go for a frozen i'm not gonna lie i usually go for frozen margaritas and it was it was a very pretty presentation 
was lovely. Yeah, it was a lovely cocktail. Uh, so I said, you know what? I'll give it a try. We'll we'll do first round margaritas, and then we can always get another cocktail. But we ended up getting two rounds of drinks, and they were okay. all margaritas. Both of them. Yeah. So good. Yeah, they were really. I enjoyed good. them. Yeah, I did too. So we had we had our first cocktail, and then we had our starter, and then that's when we ordered our main the entrees. Entree, yeah. And you you tried to order something that wasn't ready yet, which was disappointing. Yeah, it was really disappointing. So it was the West African pepper pot goat stew. Which like, I've I've never seen an entree on any menu list that had so many adjectives. <laughs> I, West African pepper pot goat stew. Yeah. I was, it's a really descriptive stew. It, it is a really descriptive stew. And it's goat braised with West African spices, fingerling potatoes, and crispy okra. And I'm a huge fan of fingerling potatoes. So that's kind of okay. a reason. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a reason why I went for it. Because I was like, oh, that's great. I mean, if the stew isn't to my liking, at least I'll enjoy the You'll fingerling. Have potatoes. I'll have potatoes to enjoy. <laughs> what a weird what a weird concession <laughs> prize. Just like, eh, this wasn't great, but potatoes. The fingerling potatoes <laughs> were out of this world. So we did order that. And you ordered the angry lamb. Angry lamb. I, um, again, I was super intrigued by this adjective. All these adjectives they're using yeah. uh, to describe their entrees. Like I've never, again, I've never seen an entree that had the word angry describe a dish, but it, that was supposed to indicate how spicy it was. Yeah. I didn't know what to believe mm-hmm. when I saw angry because mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I, I don't know what their definition of spicy is. Remember, this is my first time at this restaurant. So I've been to a lot of restaurants where they're like, oh, careful. This is very spicy. This is, right. you know. These are ghost pepper yeah, spicy level. Sure, 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 and so sure. I was like, eh, I don't know how spicy you can honestly be. It was very it was, spicy. It was super spicy. Yeah. It was wonderfully spicy, though. Yeah. So the angry lamb was a braised lamb shank with spicy aromatic butter. And I realized that the menu actually doesn't talk about the toast that it came with. It was toast. It was toast. It was, <laughs> and this is something you and I talked about. Like, how is it that restaurants make toast that is appealing. Yeah. Because I make toast, it's just like sad bread. Right, right. It's like sad bread and that has burnt. a little bit of butter on it that didn't really go anywhere. Well, mine's just like always a little burnt in yeah. the center. This was what God would make if God came down and made toast. <laughs> he made a, made a toast. so good. He invites us all for yeah. breakfast and he says, hey guys, I'm going to make you guys some toast. toast. And we take a bite of it and we're like, well, Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious, gracious, God. You did it. Well done. Thanks for inviting us over <laughs> to your brunch yeah, party. That was, that was really an unexpected twist. Right. It was a nice unexpected twist. So I, I ended up ordering. We ordered the same thing. And I didn't want to copy you because the whole point of this is for us to try different right. things. And then we'd try each other's dishes and mm-hmm. then we'd laugh about it. And then I'd get mad because you'd eat too much off of my plate. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, but... Uh, like I mentioned earlier, they did not have the West African pepper pot goat stew. So I was a little upset because it's not like I ordered it and then our server Cookie uh, looked at oh, me. Cookie. Would, yeah, Cookie Cookie was great, by the way. Shout out to Cookie. He took really good care of With us. With that little bedazzled frog 
brooch that yeah he, had. he was wearing a brooch it's cute yeah, it nice yeah I, I was trying to look around side note i was trying to look around and see if other people were wearing one no none of them <laughs> it, it was just, just cookie yeah like that's that's just his, a little personalized touch yeah it's his signature thing which i can appreciate like everyone was wearing just like black pants and a white shirt it's right. a very it, it is a a standard, boring server outfit. Yeah, server outfit. But he made it. He personal. made it his. He made it his own. It was great, and I really appreciate I, that. I did as well. But I so I ordered, and he was like, "Great, yeah, I definitely recommend it." And I, I was like, well, "What's in it, really?" And he described it, and I was like, "Wow, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. This is a stew." Uh, so he got me super hyped up about it, very excited, and he came back like five minutes later and said, "Oh, um, I I hate to be the bearer of bad news," and immediately I just. Looked, <laughs> looked at him. I think he was scared of me for a minute. <laughs> but I was like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. And like, I immediately like looked at the menu and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go for it. And I ordered the angry lamb as well. Right. So we got, yeah. this, we got the same entree. We did get the same entree, but, but you, you know, know what? I don't regret a minute I, of it. I don't either. I, it was so good. Absolutely don't. So the menu did not mention that it came with toast. So they bring out the two angry lambs mm-hmm. and they set the plates in front of mm-hmm. us we see this enormous lamb shank it was so big it was in it filled and up the plate this is something this was something that i was honestly a little bit afraid of because sometimes when i when you go to like a, a, a little bit nicer restaurant you order an entree and the dish comes out and it's this tiny little serving where you take three bites and you're done right and you spent 25 plus dollars on it. It was delicious three bites, right? This was not the case. I had to take multiple breathers finishing yeah. that lamb shank because there was so much. Well, yeah, they, they came back. I counted. Cookie came by three times and asked me if he wanted, <laughs> if I wanted to box it up. Because we had to take breaks. We had to take breaks. And I said, Cookie, I'm still working on this. Please come back. Yeah. When it, when I just, I had broken out in a sweat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Please come back later. When the silverware goes down and you see a look of defeat on my face because I couldn't finish this lamb shank, when that's I when you know. Un- when I unbutton this top button of my pants, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that is when you need to come back <laughs> with the dessert menu. Exactly. Yeah, because we ended up getting desserts. It was. Um, I should mention real quick, the angry lamb entree runs $22. Mm-hmm. So we had $22 entrees. Our starter was $14. And so at, at, at this point, if you're on a date night and you're a little bit strapped for cash, you might want to look at this menu first. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a really good tip. So my mentor, his name is Dr. G. He gave me this really good tip a couple of years ago. And he said, you know, when I was younger and I was studying for my PhD, I went on a date with this girl. And ever since, like, he went on dates, he said this worked like a charm. He was strapped for cash. He was a student, so he was completely broke. He would, he'd take his dates to a nice restaurant, and he would suggest meals. He said, hey, you know what? You haven't been to this restaurant before. I have. May I suggest this? Mm-hmm. And he would pick out, you know, something that was within his budget that he knew that he knew mm-hmm. he could afford. And he'd be like, may I suggest this dish? And he told me, he was like, that works like a charm. Power of suggestion. Every single time. Yeah, you stay and in I the budget. Would, yeah, and I, that's kind of a, a tip that I gave my brother. And my brother was like, whatever. That's a great tip to have. Yeah. Uh, I'm a teacher, so yeah. I don't make a ton of money. But I like going out and getting nice meals with yeah. my fiance every once in a while. Yeah. Um, 
if he's not listening eventually, <laughs> uh, I'm going to use that. Yeah. I'm going to use that. It's great. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. So it, it is a tip from me to you. Thank you. Passed on That's from wonderful. Dr. G. Thanks, Dr. G. Thanks, Dr. G. I, f- I feel like um, one thing that we haven't talked enough about is the spice level of the lamb. Okay, yeah. So let's bring it back around to oh the lamb. Oh, my God. Because I, 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 can, I, I can't stop thinking about I it now cannot that you brought stop. it up again. Well, see, we're actually recording this episode in your apartment. Yes. Which is a few steps away from yeah. Kitchen like 713. Yeah, We could go now and we could go or be there I, in a few minutes. I feel like I need to follow up and see <laughs> if that was just like a one-hit wonder sort of deal. I am willing to go back. Me too. And just eat it again. Yeah, it was... It was delicious. And we talked about the spice level being like, it was a good culinary spice. Yes. And it's not like, it's not like the hot Cheeto spice (laughs) where your tongue just melts and you hate your life. It was like (laughs) the spice that you want to come back to because it tastes good. (laughs) It was so good. Yeah. And I I think that kind of played into our breaks a little bit. Yeah, that Uh, is true. Because we were like, okay, I have to... like I said, I can handle spicy. I love spicy food. I do too. I put sauce on everything. My mom has, she always just has sauce in the house, mm-hmm. like just like Mexican homemade sauce oh, with uh, tomatillos that she makes with, can I get some with just like poblano pepper. Yeah. Yeah. I want some. Oh, God. Yeah. And so we, we put it on everything mm-hmm. and just like jalapenos. Mm-hmm. So, so we're a very spicy family. We're a spicy family. And like I said, I was. I was a little hesitant at first with this angry lamb because I was like, ah, I wonder how spicy. It is a good spicy. Nice spice. It was a perfect. Nice spice. It was a. It was great on my palate. Mm. I enjoyed it. So culinary. It was was so culinary of you. (laughs) My culinary vocab. Did you like that? (laughs) I did. But I I felt that those those margaritas really helped me too. You did. There was a. It was like a nice. Uh, mellowing of it was a nice of my palate, if of, I will. Yeah. <laughs> if I will, um, it was good. Yeah. The toast helped too. The toast really helped. So I could too. just, I will be honest. There was a, there was a couple times I took a, I took an especially spicy bite, mm-hmm. and I immediately took a bite of toast, and I just kind of let the bread sit on my tongue yeah. and kind of like soak it all <laughs> absorb in absorb the sauces um, and the juices that's a gross visual and i, I understand <laughs> that i'm probably disgusting a lot of people uh, i don't care because it helped and it was still delicious cares we're painting a picture for you yeah if you are not drooling at this point then you're you're just not into yeah, food you're just not into food yeah that's it yeah you, you need to find a different passion in life yeah so it wasn't a sauce. It wasn't a bit of a sauce. That it, butter. It was the Spicy, butter. Spicy, aromatic butter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. Aromatic. Yes. And it was falling off the bone. Yeah. As I was a little concerned because when they, they brought it out, it's this enormous shank. It was just big bone and it took up the plate. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to use my hands at some point mm-hmm. because Mm-mm. I'm going to have to pick up yeah. this bone and you gnaw on it. Yeah, because I was like, I'm, I will gnaw on this bone. I will do it. <laughs> I was prepared to. As well. I was absolutely prepared to because I, I I don't like taking food home, and that I feel it was a dish that you couldn't really. I did ask for a to go box at the end, but that was for uh, the toast. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> because I I ate my entire lamb shank. You just wanted the toast. Yeah, and I and I told Cookie. Cookie was great because he looked at my plate and. I was like, Cookie, are you judging me right now? <laughs> and he said, no, I'm just trying to figure out if you have a dog at home. <laughs> because it was just a bone. It was just bone. It was just bone and a toast. 
And uh, I said, Cookie, I'm not going to let this toast go. This is the most heavenly toast I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, please box this up for me. And he right away went and got a box. And, and I was able to have a um, delicious toast the next morning. Oh, that's nice. That's for breakfast. Nice. Yeah. So that's another thing that toast holds well overnight. Oh, good. In the good fridge. to know. Yeah. I ate all of mine. Yeah, you did. I don't. There was nothing left on my plate except inedible bone. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Um, maybe there was a little bit of that butter stuff, butter sauce left yeah. in the bottom. Yeah. And the only reason I didn't consume that is because it's socially unacceptable to slurp from a plate in a restaurant. Or lick it. Right. Yeah. I, I told, If I had been at home, yeah. if this had been a meal at some way I could have made here, yeah. I would have picked up the plate and just shoved my face into it yeah i would have so i would have i would have licked it for sure and mm-hmm. i was very close to asking cookie for a spoon <laughs> just, for the- <laughs> just for the sauce but on a you know a really great thing and now i'm trying I'm, I'm thinking about i'm thinking it through mm-hmm. and i figured out why they included toast is probably so we can just pick oh, up the sauce i see yeah, yeah that would have been smart planning on our well, I mean, well, I did it. I did it. I did not. But <laughs> I had already used all the toast to soak up the spice in my mouth. That's right. Yeah, you um, used it for other reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, should we talk about how when they brought out our angry lambs and they set the plate in front of us, Etta James's At Last started playing? Yes, we should because it was everything that I wanted and needed <laughs> in the world happening well, well, I that think, I didn't know I needed. Well, we looked at each other. And, well, I was very surprised by this enormous lamb that was in front of me. And, and I was very hungry. Yeah, and you were just hungry. Very hungry. I was surprised. You were hungry. We looked at each other, and Etta James started playing mm-hmm. at last. At last. And that's when we just completely dug in. It was, hands down, the best possible soundtrack for how I consumed that food. Right, yeah. It yeah. was amazing. And and I I should say that I I'm not a big lamb person either. I don't eat lamb regular. I, I can't remember the last time I ate lamb. I can't either. Yeah. So I can't really like I'm I'm very happy that I had a very good lamb experience mm. uh, because you know some people are like yeah you know I tried it once and yeah it's not my thing you know right I prefer steak sure or I go for the chicken oh yeah, I'm gonna have a steak I'm gonna have a steak. <laughs> July, happy July 4th, everybody. Oh, yeah. Happy 4th of July. Up. Yeah. If you're going to have a steak. Think of us. <laughs> on the 4th of July, think of us and our angry lamps. <laughs> yeah. Etta James Outlast was playing, and it really, for me, like, completed the whole uh, sensory experience I was going through. Because I could see how good the food looked. I could smell it because yeah. it was that spicy, oh, aromatic butter. Yes, yes. Right? I could, uh, I like tapped of the bone with my fork and all the meat basically fell off. Right? It fell so off the it, bone. And it tasted delicious and it felt good in my mouth. The only thing that I was missing was the auditory and then at last. At last playing. started I playing. Like, this is it. This is a this full, full circle experience. Full experience. Yeah. Everything that I want in life is happening in this moment. Yeah. So if you're going to go to Kitchen 713 like we did, mm-hmm. request, request, <laughs> request Etta James. Etta James. <laughs> I will say that that music playlist was way different than the brunch playlist. Okay. That playlist was very, very mellow, kind of jazzy, old school sort of deal. For, you, you think for Father's Day? You think they did a special one for Father's Day? They were trying to turn up. Father's Day. Oh, okay. They were playing some Rihanna. They had some Beyonce going. I heard a Nicki verse in there somewhere. (laughs) Like, they were trying to turn up on a Sunday morning for Father's Day. Oh. 
totally different musical experience for me the two times I've been. Yeah, my dad just would be like, is this Adele? He asks if everything is Adele. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. My yeah. fiance asks if every male singer is Shawn Mendes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, because Shawn Mendes is not exciting, in he, my opinion. He is not, no. No, just like, is this Shawn Mendes? I'm, no, I'm sorry. Shawn, if you're not. listening to this... <laughs> Shout out to Sean for listening. Shout out to Sean for listening to this episode. And if you can, check out Kitchen 713. (laughs) Next time you're touring in Houston, uh, we have a big recommendation for you. Kitchen 713. Yeah. Um, So it was different. I I almost want to make like a a food playlist. (laughs) Things to accompany your meals. Mm, Uh, That would be good. Yeah, because people, you know, people. Like change things. Yeah, people will give you wine lists and they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, this will complement this dish. You know, people become connoisseurs of wine. I can be a connoisseur of food and music. Oh my God, that's such a good idea. Trademark Claudia. (laughs) Trademark. Don't steal it. Nobody We will know. I will find you. That's such a good idea. No one thinks about. No one puts a lot of thought into what music should go on See, while you're I, eating food. I do. I don't. For I sure. do because you know what? You know what really bothers me when tell I me. go to. <laughs> I will tell you about it. Okay, great. When I go to a restaurant, a Mexican restaurant, and they're playing music that isn't Mexican, sure, and it and it ruins my experience. So, like, do you mean they're playing like Fallout Boy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Blink 182. Sure, yeah. You know, I don't want to listen to Blink 182 they can't while even, I'm eating my burrito. They can't even go like within the Spanish speaking world and play like Shakira, who's not Mexican. Who is not Mexican. She's, She's Colombian, Colombian, right? Yeah, but yeah. at least it's like yeah, you know, Latin American, yeah, Central American Spanish sort of thing. She's got a little, you know. It's, it's far outside of that. Yeah, a little seasoning to go with that food. That's <laughs> <laughs> Some auditory seasoning. Some auditory seasoning is what I need. So, yeah, I, I think I'm going to start doing that because it, it really was the most perfect experience I ever had of listening to a song and eating a lamb shank. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I Like, n- no other song should have been played right. while we were eating that food. So, overall, your experience with the lamb was good, you would say? Because highly positive, highly positive. Because you told me that you usually go. They have shrimp and grits on they the menu. Do and I, I'm a an East Texas Southern boy, born and raised. Like I was born in Nacogdoches. Okay. Right. My my parents used to have crawfish boils like every mm, other week during yeah. crawfish season. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my mom makes really good shrimp and grits. Like that's that was a dish that I grew up on. So anytime I see it in a restaurant. And it's like a southern soul food, Americana sort of restaurant. I gravitate towards that because it's going to be delicious. Right. And so I saw it, and that's what I was going for at first. But then you convinced me to get outside of my comfort zone and go for something different. Yeah. And I'm so happy that I did. Yeah. So happy. Yeah. And I, you know, and I almost went for that too when they came back and told me that the stew, uh, they didn't have any. Um, I looked at the menu and I said, well, maybe I should get the shrimp and grits because I usually don't get the shrimp and grits. Mm. And I knew that you wanted it. So I said, well, you know, he can still have a little bit of mine and then I can try his lamb. That's so nice of you. Yeah. But then I, I went back on that. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I was trying to be considerate <laughs> and it didn't work out because at the end of the day, I thought about me and me only and what I would want. Look, that's. That's how I expect my friends to operate. Yes. So that yeah. was very good of you. Yeah. So I made the right decision for me and me only. Good. And I got the lamb. And uh, yes, a round of applause for that lamb. I know good we've job. gone on. I think I've said lamb more in this episode than I have like in my entire life. Entire life. For yeah. sure. Yeah. 
Definitely. Lamb, lamb, lamb. Lamb chop. (laughs) (laughs) This is the podcast that never ends. Um, (laughs) Shall we talk about dessert? Yes. Let's talk about it. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, Beyond lamb. Beyond the lamb. We did not. It wasn't a lamb dessert. Don't worry. It was not. We (laughs) Uh, had chestnut chase. We did. We did. And I, I should say, because of the starter and because of the main course, I was already pretty full. Mm-hmm. I was full. So we had to split we did. our tres leches cake because I was like, there's no way. Like, I, I can't even think about taking a bite. And then I think I took more than half of the you cake. Did. It was, I will say it was a pretty even split. It okay, was a okay. pretty even split. Okay. And it was really good. So the tres leches cake is described on the menu with seasonal berries. I saw like two berries on there. It was a, I think it was a single strawberry. <laughs> it was one strawberry. And a single blackberry. And maybe a raspberry? Sure. I think. Are those in season right now? I don't I know. I don't know. <laughs> you could have put any sort of fruit on there and be like, oh yeah, it is that kind of season. It is peach season. It isn't is kiwi it? season. Oh my God, this is so good. It's green grape season. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Delicious. Seasonal. So, so you can fool me. I, I'm i not a I'm not a berry expert. Uh, me neither. But the berries that were on there were delicious. So good. They were delightful. And the cake was really good too. And I, I will be honest, I am not like a big fan of tres leches. Like, it's not, like, what I gravitate towards on a menu. Um, I think I probably had a bad experience when I was a kid that it, I wasn't ready for it on my palate, you know? So tres leches is very, very tricky because you can over-soak it. And, and the biggest complaint that I've heard from people is, like, oh, I just don't want soggy bread. Calm down. Right. You just have <laughs> never had the right tres leches cake. And I think that's where I was coming from. Yeah. Because I just am... When I was ordering it, I was just envisioning just like this sad, soggy, falling apart right. sink bread. Right. right? Like right. that slice of bread that gets stuck in the sink and then it gets wet and then you have yeah, to pick it up. Yeah, then you have to like, get it That's what out. I was picturing. Right. And that's not pleasant. It is not. But the trust cheesecake that we had was delightful. It was perfect. It was the delightful. perfect amount of leche. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is milk for you non-Spanish speakers. <laughs> I actually speak Spanish. Yeah, you a do. A little bit. You do, and you I do used, understand it, for sure. I used to be fluent, and now I'm not. Yeah. What I don't know is what are the three milks. It's called three milk cake. So I'm looking up authentic tres leches recipe. All I see is flour, baking powder, unsalted butter, white sugar, five eggs. That's so many eggs. That's that, too many. That is a lot of eggs. So is that for the one square or like a sure. whole pan? <laughs> I don't know. Whole, whole, whole pan. The whole pan. Yeah. Okay. So it's, and then A milk. teaspoon of vanilla extract, two cups of whole milk. That's a lot as well. Okay. And then a 14 ounce can sweetened condensed milk. And then evaporated, evaporated milk. There you go. Those are the three. Yeah. Okay. Regular whole milk, sweetened condensed and evaporated. Milk. Right. Sure. So I, I'm fine with this. I would double it. <laughs> Yeah. And just, you know, have more leches uh, if I could. The reason that I was comfortable ordering this tres leches cake, but I'm not a a big fan of it, because my dad had ordered the tres leches pancakes. That's right. You did tell me about this. At brunch. And they, it was delicious. And my dad's not a super adventurous man either when it comes to food. We have to trick him into trying new things. And, uh... So he saw pancakes on the menu, in which brunch was like, I want pancakes. <laughs> and I was really concerned because uh, it's just let pancakes. And I don't know if he's ever had that. And he might like freak out just because it's new and different. So he ended up ordering the pancakes with the just on the side. And he just like 
drizzled on a small part and ate it and he loved it just like wanted to swim in it basically and then so i had a bite of it once he had drizzled everything over and it was so good so the trust cheese cake delicious delicious just pancakes delicious delicious check it out it was amazing. So that one, I'm going to be honest, the reason why I was gunning for the Tres Leches cake was because the other options on the menu, I wasn't too warm about. There was a sweet potato bread pudding and the milk and cookies. Milk and cookies for $10 seems kind a of little like, excessive. A little <laughs> excessive. what are we doing here? Yeah, you know, and I mean, I, I understand they're probably not going to be chips ahoy. Right. They're going to be like maybe a more of a gourmet cookie. But like, uh, unless... You are going to come to my apartment and cook the cookie in my kitchen so I don't have to get out of my underwear. Mm -hmm. And I can just, like, lounge about while you cook cookies for me. I'm not going to pay $10 for it. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to pay $10 (laughs) for a cookie. Right. I want to stay in the comfort of my home for that kind of price. Yeah. And uh, what are your thoughts on sweet potato bread pudding? What comes to mind? Um, Number one, I love sweet potatoes. Okay. But number two, I don't have an opinion on bread pudding. Okay. Combining those two things, I was just very ambivalent. Yeah, I was very like... Very ambivalent. You know, I was like, okay, sweet potato, all right. Yeah. And then a bread pudding, those separate. But together, I was like, no, I don't think that that's the, <laughs> the right dessert to complement uh, this wonderful lamb right. that we just had. Um, and I do think that, like, trust that cheese, from what I had and what I knew before, was is very sweet. It's like a very sweet dish. I thought that was going to be like the best way to end the spicy shrimp that we had to start, and then the super spicy, spicy lamb. lamb. Like we needed something and to cool it all yeah, down, to cleanse the to palate, to cleanse the palate. <laughs> if we're going to be culinary, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was a great choice. It was a great way to end. So the tres leches cake is going to run you about ten dollars on the menu. It was it was a square. It was a what, what would you like the size of a coaster square? I think. Maybe a little bigger than that. A little bigger. It was enough for two people, I yes, felt. It yes. was definitely enough for two people at the end of a meal. Yeah, so if you have a starter and you have a main course and you're thinking about that dessert, you probably are going to want to split it if you're mm-hmm. already pretty full. For sure. Yeah, so I would go ahead and split it. So all in all, the bill ran us about $100. And that was before tip? That was before tip. Okay. Yeah. So before tip, it was about $100. So keep that in mind if you're going to go check out Kitchen 713. Dinner for two uh, mm-hmm. if you get all of the courses and you have two co- – we had two cocktails each. Mm-hmm. So and they were the specials. They were the specials. They were the specials and it's still right. about 100 bucks. Right. So you had two margaritas. I had two margaritas. Four drinks total. All of our dishes, that was about $100. Uh, you know, which I, it can be reasonable. Yeah. Um, but if you want to use the power of persuasion tip. <laughs> yeah, you could definitely yeah. have it. They do have an entree on there that's only $16. Yes. That's the lowest one. So you yes. Can, you can definitely like, I've been here before. It's really good. I think you'd like it. It's delicious. It's the that quail best thing here. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure it's delicious. I've never had it. Oh, though. I'm sure it is. But the quail is the cheapest thing on the menu. Yeah. Entree wise. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes sense. We Take didn't it. talk about the transition in music. So <laughs> we started uh, We started with uh, Etta James at last. That was like the first time... Claudia and I noticed the music and uh, towards the end of our entree it switched over to uh, Claire de Lune is that what that's yes. right? Yes! So de Lune. <laughs> they started playing uh, Debussy's Claire de Lune. Oh, you're so fancy. <laughs> You know all these terms. <laughs> all of these all of these names. Yeah. All of these songs. 
uh, um, which I only know from Twilight. Right. That's it. And so then... I'm sure it's like a great piece of music, but it was also in Twilight. On its own, it's a classic, yes. (laughs) Um, But then they went ahead and and put it in the Twilight Mm -hmm. soundtrack. I know they talked about it in the book. Yes, I have read the book. I have too. Yeah, I mean, no shame, no shame. Some shame. A little bit of shame, but not really, because I was like in ninth grade. I was older than that. Really? It was... So I waited until like almost all of them came out. Uh, and then all my friends in high school like couldn't stop talking about it, and they were seeing the movie and whatever. So I was like, okay, fine. Oh, Let's so you find read, what you the read them is. after the movies? I hadn't out. seen them any okay. of the movies yet, so okay. I read the books first. I just wanted to see what the hype was. I still don't understand what the hype is. And then I tried watching the first movie, and I stopped after thirty. Yeah, minutes. I mean, I watched the Twilight movie done. again no, because ma'am. it was on TV. It was on FX. FX was having a Twilight marathon. But like, there are so many more important things you could do well like, no no this, you could take a nap no but this was a great it was a great experience because it made me realize how shitty it really is yeah okay, so so yeah that's so, fair that's yeah fair. I, I didn't watch the whole thing oh goodness no goodness gracious uh i watched about 20 minutes of it and i said this is ridiculous <laughs> turned it off yeah and i turned it off good yeah that's the smart choice yeah i turned yeah, it so that but that song started playing Right as we were finishing up our entree. Yeah, and you said, wow, we went from Etta James to Twilight quick. Yeah, it was (laughs) a fast turnaround. It was a very, and it was weird. I feel like it was a very inappropriate and disrespectful turnaround to Etta James. to Etta James, absolutely. Again, I'm sure Debussy or whatever the dude's name (laughs) is, he wrote great music, and this is a classic for its own reasons, but like it was also in Twilight. How dare you do that to Etta James? Yeah, like... I mean, his intention obviously was not to write this song and say, I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> this is going to go in one of the biggest franchise movies of all time. Yeah. Yes. So it didn't ruin my experience. So I will say that uh, as much as I, I've griped about music ruining my culinary experience. Right. Clearly not. We forgot about it. Because so we did forget about now. it. Yeah. Which is so, probably a good sign. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, out of sight, out of mind, out of, out of hearing range, out of mind. <laughs> So yeah, definitely check out Kitchen 713 if you get a chance. I will say the the dress code is very laid back. It's casual. Yeah, I think you can make it whatever you want. Yeah. If you show up in shorts and a t-shirt and you sit at the bar, no one's going to bat an eye. Right. If you show up and you're in a suit and your date's in a dress and heels, no one's going to bat an eye. Yeah, if you come in wearing a gown, if you're going to prom... Go to Kitchen 713. Go to they Kitchen 713. space for you. Yeah, if you're going to the beach. Go in there. Go in there in your flip-flops. Get you a $5 margarita on Tuesday. Yeah, go to Tequila Tuesday. I think it was, it was very much a just come as you are sort of yeah. and I appre- dress code. I appreciate that. Me too. Because I was, I was coming from work. I was exhausted. I had just sat in traffic. And I was like, I'm ready for a good meal. I'm ready for a good time. Yeah, and I hope you got that. <laughs> I did. Good. good I had good, a, good. an exceptional experience. This is a menu that I was looking at all mm. day at work, mm-hmm. and I was really looking forward to it, and I was looking at photos online of it. It looks delicious. When you go to a restaurant and you're really, really feeling something, maybe for a specialty dish like this, it would probably best be best to call ahead mm-hmm. and ask, like, hey, is this going to be available? Right. I'm really looking forward to this. Well, when, a, when an entree has five adjectives in front of it, you should you should probably do some research. Yeah, you're like, are at least three of these things in season? <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to be at least half available? Yeah, any, like any of these adjectives you have in front of it. Yeah, just, I just need some of them. All of it except the stew. Like right. I would That's have been fine with that. <laughs> 
It is a delicious Houston staple. I would definitely check it out. So Hudson, thank you so much for being on the show. Are there, is there anything coming up? That you are going to be in? You, um, I know that you teach improv classes. I do. I do. I teach improv classes at Beta Theater. Um, we have level one classes. We have weekly shows on Monday. We're going to be starting up a, a regular show with a regular cast. We're working on getting that all together with Beta Theater. Um, yeah, check us out. Look us up on Facebook. That's where we do most of our event advertising it's on our facebook page awesome well thank you so much for being my culinary companion it was my pleasure i will be asking uh several friends of mine we will be going to different restaurants in and around houston the goal is to try everything in the city which is good luck yeah I mean, it's going to be very hard. Yeah, this podcast is going to last for years. It's going to go four seasons. Yeah, for sure. Not four seasons, like as in the number four, but as in like seasons and seasons and seasons. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, because that's the only, I I feel like there's always a pop-up too. Always. Uh, There's always something new. And I'm hitting up all the trucks too, all the food trucks. Oh, that's solid. Yeah. So we're doing it all. our, Our slogan is we're here for the food. Right. And so I'm just going to show up to every restaurant in Houston <laughs> and say, we're here, we're here for, for the, the food. food. <laughs> and they're going to know. Give it enough time. They're going to know. They're going like, to be like, oh, shit, it's Claudia. Guys, we got we to gotta put our best foot forward. And her culinary companion. Her culinary companion is also here. Guys, get ready. <laughs> so look us up on Facebook. We do have a, a Facebook page, Food Culture Podcast. We have an Instagram as well, Food Culture culture podcast uh you can also send me an email at foodculturepodcast at gmail.com if you have it's so easy yeah it's it's, all the same it's all the same and our website is foodculturepodcast.com so if you have any restaurant suggestions or if you would like to apply to be a culinary companion you can reach out to me on any one of those mediums uh, and i'd be happy to take you on a little date and we could get to know each other. We can listen to music together, and we can eat, eat, eat. That's, yeah. the, that's so good. That's, that's like a great experience. That's the best date, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's food for me. It's always been about food. Growing up in a in a food food oriented mm-hmm. family in a restaurant family. So thank you again so much, Hudson, for being my very first culinary companion. Thank you for having me. I, I feel like you should get some sort of medal. The I, first, I'll just make one for myself. The first food friend. <laughs> Culinary. I'm going to stick with culinary companion. Okay. Although food friend does have lovely alliteration as well. First food friend, yes. First food friend. You I'm get gonna... you get both because you are the oh, first food friend. That's so nice. And the first culinary companion. I will take it upon myself to make my <laughs> own medal and hang it up on my walls. Yeah, you, you can make that. Oh. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody, for listening in. Bye. Bye-bye. Since